Welcome to the Build a Purposeful, Profitable Business Doing What You Absolutely Love podcast, hosted weekly by Ange Dove, your business fairy godmother, professional copywriter, published author, and business owner of 20 years. In every episode, Ange will deliver useful bite-sized insights to help you find your voice, position your value, demystify the marketing tech, and run your business on your terms. Okay, welcome to this episode uh, of the podcast. And uh, I'm delighted to have today my special guest, Caleb Sim uh, from Junior. And he's an SEO expert, which means he helps businesses get found on search engines. So good morning, Caleb. How are you today? Morning, Ange. Thanks, Thanks for having me on board. Um, yeah, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling excited. It's my one of my first yeah. interviews. Oh, great. Okay. So maybe uh, you can tell us a little bit more about yourself uh, before we get into the interview. Yeah. So I, I founded my, I started my first company about five years back uh, when I was 18. So I'm 23 this year, just before I started Poly, right? Uh, and, and, and that set me on a path that, that really changed my life. And so today I'm, I'm working with Genia. Uh, it's my, I'd say, maybe fourth or fifth company. Um, but wow. everything okay. between the first and my fourth and fifth was a com- uh, was quite a failure. <laughs> so that's where I am right now. Oh. Um, okay. Well, the good, the good thing there is that actually we learn the most through our failures, I think. So you probably have a lot of expertise that you can share with the audience today about the pitfalls of starting a business and what not to do. Yeah, I think I've had... Because... Um, I don't know if you, you have you heard of the the strengths, you know, strengths, uh, the kitchen the strengths. Yes. Right. So my one of my my actually my top strength is activator. So recently I did it and then I learned right. Right, I'm an activator. So I'm I'm going around starting yeah. everything that comes to my mind. So, so that's why you know, <laughs> I I've been, I've been four or five businesses with more than half fading because half don't make sense at all. So, Okay, so you get really excited about things. You you make a decision quickly and you go ahead and you do it. Yeah. And then you lose interest and yeah. things fall after that. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell me about, okay, so we're talking today about starting a business with m- no money down. And you mentioned that you started your first business while you were in poly. So you hadn't even graduated at that time. And you already were an entrepreneur, okay, which is uh, really impressive. So congratulations for that. Um, so tell me a bit about how that all started and and why it failed. What were the mistakes that you made at that point? I, I didn't exactly start it while I was in poly. I actually started it mm-hmm. a couple of months before I entered poly. Oh, okay. so how it <laughs> was, I was work right out of my O level, so I was seventeen at the time. Uh, I I started working for this software company, and I was selling uh, CRM HRM systems to SMEs, and I was doing pretty well. So I was selling uh, faster than my peers, and the commission was quite good. It was a thousand dollars per sale, and I was seventeen year old boy. So it's like I was, it was just a lot of money, mm-hmm. and I was really excited. And I started hanging out where the project managers were, you know, where the development teams were sitting. And then I just started to see how the softwares were being developed, like how everything was coming about. And then I, I don't know when it came in, but I suddenly realized that, hey, I can do this myself. I don't need to sell for this company because each software was going at $5,000. 
So I said, why do I have to take 20% when I could take 90%, right? Or 95%. Um, so that's when I I, start, I I went online, I looked at India, I went to find, try to find a developer and I found a developer to work with. So that's how I started my business. But of course, I, I know money. You know, when you're a kid, you earn $1,000, you spend $1,000. So um, I, I started the business and what I did was I went to find first client Right. Um, it was. I remember I was selling a POS system. It's a software, so I, I didn't sell the hardware. And it was an optical shop that I sold to. So I pitched to them mm-hmm. a product that I did not have. And the minute he gave me a check, all right, okay, I'm going to develop my POS now. So I went uh, to my developers based in India and I had them develop the software for me. So that's how my first product came about. And of course, back then, I think my profit margin was like 97%, 98%. So once I had my first product developed, I quickly went to develop some CRMs, HRMs, uh, and and I just quickly multiplied and started, and it was going fast, right? Because the government was supporting the, the with grants at that time. So the business grew quite quickly. Uh, I managed to hire a few salespeople. I managed to, um, to, to really grow the sales quite quickly. And... Yeah, that, that, that's how I, I started the, the business and, and that's kind of what happened along the way. Okay, so it really was a case of sell it before you build it. Yeah. <laughs> when you sell it before you yeah. build it, so then, yeah, you get the money and you, you validate mm-hmm. you know, that there's a market for it. Yeah, you've got the demand, so then you go and build it after that. Okay, okay. so what happened to that business? Uh, it, it went really well. So I, I would... Um, a lot of people have sideline business while in school. I think for my case, I was mm. more of being in school as a sideline and I was you know, full-time on the business. So my heart wasn't in school at all. Um, I ended up dropping out right. of school. So, but mm-hmm. um, the business was doing really well. Um, at that time, I was about 18 years old now uh, then, right? And I, I was making about five five figures a month. So it was a lot of money for mm-hmm. a, a kid. And and then mm. the worst thing that could have happened to any to my business back then was that the government stopped the funding, right? Because way too many people were mm. using it, um, and mm. and those even those who were not got cut. So when the government stopped the grant, I I couldn't sell the systems anymore because my softwares were not good enough, right? Because I'm not a developer, I didn't really know what I was doing, right? But I was able to sell it mm. so easily because people were getting it for free. So now that nobody is paying for it. I couldn't sell it. And then I just realized that I don't have a business anymore and I'm out of school. <laughs> so that is a, that was quite a, a, a difficult period. Um, okay, so nobody wanted to actually buy it if the government wasn't paying for it for them. That's yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. The software's weren't okay. good at all. Uh, I, I didn't pay any attention to the quality of the system. It was like, just get me a system that, that looks good enough so that I can sell it to... You know, because I'm I'm not a tech guy, uh, even though I studied tech mm. in school, but I'm just not a tech guy at all. So I just couldn't really mm. understand how the systems work. And and when people, if people have to fork out five thousand in cash for it, there's no way they'll do it when they can get cheaper options and much better options. Right. So you said that you weren't focused on the quality and and that the systems weren't actually very good. So what what learning takeaway did you take away from that? It's really that your name or right our reputation is worth more than any money we can make. Yeah. So at the time I was, yeah. like I said again, I was eighteen, so I could, I've 
I've had uh, people complain about uh, my the quality of my service and and I, I didn't really get that back then. Uh, but that was a very mm-hmm. big learning lesson because I if I, I, I want, I'm going to be a businessman all my life and my you know my reputation is going to be worth more than any amount of money um, and, and and so that was a very good lesson for me and I'm glad I learned it young to, to make sure that yep. the quality of my yep. to make sure that I'm not going to sell something I cannot deliver I'm not going to sell something I'm unsure about so that's the difference between me in the past where as long as I see money I was just say yes I can do it if you know people ask me can you develop an ERP system yes I can develop an ERP system you know I just whatever you ask me I say yes I can do and then when it's time to deliver and I'm, I'm, I get stuck. Yeah, they're, they're not easy things to, to build you as, as well, yeah, to get them right. Okay, so what uh, what was your um, your next business or how did you move on from there and how did you take that learning forward? Um, I, I think I was about 19 or 20 at that time and I was out mm-hmm. of school. So I was kind of living in mm-hmm. limbo. You know, and like I actually don't have a business, but I still have a lot of money. <laughs> so uh, I started, that's when I started new other businesses. Like I tried to start a web right. company. I started mm-hmm. uh, uh, a labor, a casual labor business, providing casual labor to hotels. So I actually even got a contract from Shangri-La at that time. Um, but after I looked mm-hmm. at the contract, I learned my first lesson and say, all right, no overpromising. I don't think I can deliver this. So I, I started a private limited labor pool, I remember, and then I shuttered it because I realized, okay, I'm not going to be able to deliver it. So um, mm-hmm. then I, what I did next was I went to do an internship, uh, like just to make sure that I learned how to do business properly. And after that, I entered the army. So I was in the army, um, like midway through, I was getting a bit panicky. I think people in, unfortunately, people in the army in Singapore, they don't, they, when they're in the army, they just, their life stops as a whole. Right, they forget there's going to be a life after. Right. But for me, I know I'm going to leave the army and I'm going to have to do something and I'm not going to work for any other person. So I better start something while I'm in the army. And uh, that's where I came across SEO. Um, I mean, I've had brushes with SEO previously, but of course I had totally no clue what I was doing. Um, so I wanted to get into mm-hmm. SEO uh, because of my, my dad's business. Right? I saw how it was able to transform and grow his business by just showing up on the first page okay. of Google. Okay, can you just explain to the listeners a little bit about what SEO is? So some people might not actually know. Yeah. So SEO is the process of convincing Google that your website is the best possible answer for a search query. So when we search Google, we don't scroll to the second or the third page. We stop at the first page because Google has a certain set of algorithms to you know filter out uh, answers that are not relevant answers that are of low quality and that's why we get good results on the first page so that is what seo is getting websites mm. uh, uh making websites the best they can be so that google puts them on the top page okay okay so how did how did that business start yeah how did you start that one? i was in the army at uh, the second year of the army and i so I, I i picked up my first client it was a pr agency it was quite informal Back then, I had one more business going. Thankfully, that business was making some money. And I was using another business mm-hmm. to build for this SEO. Um, and okay. so we picked up this SEO. I charged really low, terribly low. Um, but it was okay. They were like a guinea pig. And I, I found a colleague to work with in India. And we managed to deliver good results. So the, the results were quite good. They were ranking on the first page of Google. And that's where I realized I found, hey, I've got a business. So I started signing one mm-hmm. of one or two more clients just before I left the army. 
And mm-hmm. so that gave me the, com- the confidence, you know, that after I, I, I leave the army, um, this is something that I can really deliver because I don't want to be selling something that I cannot deliver. Uh, I won't be able to deliver. Not yeah, I'm not that type. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, that, that's really interesting that you, you then went into SEO, which is great. Um, what about um, your mindset? Um, what would you say would influence your mindset as an entrepreneur? I think I mean, what are the challenges maybe that you have or the worries and how do you overcome them? How do you, how do you continue on in business where maybe a lot of people would give up? I think as, as an entrepreneur, there's mainly two emotions that I feel most of the time. One would be worry and the other would be confidence. Um, so it's like these two, they're just taking turns, you know, taking turns to show up. And when the confidence show up, I, I'll feel really great. I feel like Mark Zuckerberg, especially when I was at 18. And I just felt so great. Like when it was time to drop out of school, I was so excited to do it. Uh, right. So my mindset is shifting between worrying and confidence. So I'll explain a bit. Um, one is that I cannot bear the thought of working for someone else. To me, it doesn't make sense at all. Right, like, why would I, you know, take a, a couple of thousands and then put in all my effort to build someone else's business? So when I'm working for someone else, my attitude suddenly becomes horrible. Right, I, I just cannot bring myself to work hard when it's not my business because I've I've worked for other people before. Of course, in my internship, I I do my best, but in in a real work environment, I find it very hard to work for other people. So the worries, right. you know, during my business that I fear, uh, that I feel every day, are uh, the fear of becoming average. Like that's one throughout my life. Like I keep thinking, what if I end up, you know, because I've always been starting business, what if I end up just becoming average or I can't do a business and I just got to take a regular paycheck? That scares me. That really scares me, right? So I fear that I can't, I can't achieve the life that I want, right? I, I do want to live. I'm not an extravagant spender, but I don't want to have to, you know, to worry about money. So I, that's what I fear also. So, and when I'm in my business, I fear that I can't deliver results. Even though we're doing pretty well delivering results, but it's just, you know, your mind will play tricks and just tell you this. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So I, I'll start to worry about the results that we can deliver to our clients, uh, even though it's going well, right? So, but this is battling with the other side of me that is extremely confident, right? So I wouldn't be starting so many businesses if I'm not confident. I'm ex- I, like, inside mm-hmm. me, I'm extremely confident that I'm, it's, it's not going to sound nice, but I'm one of the smartest people around. That's how I feel. And, and I'm also always very confident that I'm, so I'm going to succeed. Like inside me, I just have this feeling, this confidence that I'm destined for something great. So right. when I go and do something, I have this feeling, I'm confident, I act on it. But then another side will creep up and, you know, it's like a reality check and say, hey, actually, actually, you're not that smart, right? Look at your, your businesses, it's, it's failed. Uh, look at, look at that, look at the guy that is doing better than you. So it's always inside me, it's these mm-hmm. two battling together. But yeah. it's always managing that yeah. worry because it's definitely going to come. And then once that confidence comes, I'm going to have to ride that wave, do whatever I need to do. Um, yeah, because in business, when you're in that state of worry, you, you can't sell, you can't convince people that you know what you're doing. But when I'm in the state of mm-hmm. confidence, that's where, you know, when I talk to clients, I talk to partners, um, when I network people, I guess that's where people are drawn to me because they feel like, hey, actually, I'm going to make it because I'm, I'm so confident. But it, it's really about managing mm-hmm. these two states because you definitely mm-hmm. bounce between them. Now you've just got to yeah. manage the, the worry and ride on the confidence that comes. 
Yeah. I mean, that's such a good point. I think um, to make people aware when they're starting a business that those feelings are natural and that you do, uh, you do literally one day feel on top of the world and the next day you can feel absolutely miserable right? sometimes. And you have that nagging doubt, this little voice that tells you you're not good enough or whatever. And so this is something that's completely natural. And it's part, I think, of the entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey. And I think as well, you're, you're so right in saying that when you are confident, it comes through. So it's it, you kind of it sells for you because you're so confident people see it. And they also see if you're desperate. Yeah. So you're not going to make sales if you're desperate as well. So uh, mindset is crucial yeah. in that. Yeah, it's all so, about our tone. Um, right? you, you can't hide yeah. or worry in your tone. Um, but of course, yeah. do not manufacture the confidence if your product is horrible. Right? <laughs> you can feel good about <laughs> yourself, but don't manufacture that confidence in your product because you're going to get away with it once or twice and then after that, you're going to have a lot exactly. of problems. Coming it, it's not sustainable. Yeah. So I've experienced it's that before. I think somehow I'm able to manufacture mm. confidence when I'm, like, you know, in the past, like certain products, I have no clue about what I'm talking about, but somehow I can manufacture confidence within and then just sound like an expert in the field. Uh, but of course, you won't get away with it too much. So you got to have a real solid product. Right. So basically you have, what you're saying basically is you've got to have integrity as well. So you, you've got to have a, if you haven't got a good product, basically don't sell it. If you have, then you have the confidence to go and, and sell it. Right. Okay, so um, just a final question before we wrap up. What advice would you give to someone of any age, basically, who wants to start their own business? I think um, go for it. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is that I believe that entrepreneurs and business people are the greatest people on earth uh, because we create jobs, we give value, right? We take care of the people around us with what we make. And we have the ability to help others with our business, with our services, and with the money we make from our business. So just do it, right? If, if you're thinking, should I be an entrepreneur? It's, it's a noble profession, uh, a noble career, like being a policeman or being a doctor. We are the greatest people on earth. That's how I feel. Uh, but don't start a business just because you're passionate about something. Like if you like to bake, don't, don't go and start a bakery just because of that. Uh, make sure you, you know what you, you're doing. Uh, make sure you validate your market try unless you come from a really rich family don't go up and open up a physical store you know open up the best restaurant buy the best equipment um, try to start with as little as possible uh, the chances of failure is really high but it, we, we should still do it anyway um, so don't start because of a passion but start because there's a market right that people want your service and you can meet the demand so that's very important. Right. But, yeah it's really important to make sure that there is demand out there so you've got to test to make sure that there is demand for your services, but as long as you you have that, I think as well, passion drives you in that sense. If there is a market and you know you're going to be delivering value for people, yeah. that's a, a really good place to start a business. Yeah. I think. So if there's a demand, there's a market, then you can let your passion drive you because your passion, again, people will feel your yeah. passion. You, you can't start a business that yeah. you totally have no passion about, right? Um, it's like, I, I can't go. You'll be doing a, it every day. Yeah, I can't go and start a cosmetic <laughs> business now. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind, right? But it, I, I wouldn't be the person that can drive the company forward. I can probably be, yeah. You know, handling the business side of things. So, so there needs, there has to be passion, whether it's about helping people, whether mm. it's about you know just business itself. But you can't start based mm. on just passion alone. I guess you can yeah. have people who who, who have done it, who has done it, um, but. 
you just got to be more calculated than saying, all right, I love to, I love to cook. I'm going to start a restaurant. It's not that you can't start a passion. Yeah. You have to be more calculated and you've got to be more, more strategic. I say. Right. Okay. Okay. And Caleb, just before we go, can you um, let the listeners know um, how can they find you if they want more information? For a start on a social level, you can find me at my LinkedIn. So it's Caleb Sim. Uh, my tagline is I help make invisible businesses visible. So that's me. Um, or you can visit my website. So if you need help with growing your business, you, you need some ideas, um, you, if you're in a position of growth, you can visit our website at HTTPS. Uh, okay, forget the HTTPS, just keen. T-H-E-G-E-N-I-A.com. So that's thegenia.com. Uh, or you can, if, if you want to listen to other interviews with business leaders around the world, you can go to my podcast at T-H-E-V-I-S-I-O-N-A-R-Y.io, the visionary podcast so that's where i'm reachable so just drop me a message through linkedin or through my web website and uh, we can have a chat fantastic okay i will put those links in the notes below this podcast so if anyone is interested they can just click the links as well all right so thank you so much kayla for joining us today thanks for having me and really enjoyed myself <laughs>